Link. Wake up, Link. The Chosen One. I guess it was more like Wake Up, Link, the Chosen One, but it was... Hi, friends. We're doing Ocarina of Time. Link is so... So we have the camera as like a first-person perspective. Link's kind of looking around, trying to get his bearings. There's uh, water reflections rippling up the walls, and there's a, there's a guy in an orange robe. He's got giant, giant mutton chops. I am Raru, the great sage of light. Ages ago, we ancient sages built the Temple of Time to protect the entrance to the sacred realm. This is the Chamber of Sages, inside the Temple of Light. The Temple of Light, situated in the very center of the sacred realm, is the last stronghold against Ganondorf's evil forces. The Master Sword, the evil-destroying sword you pulled out of the pedestal of time, was the final key to the sacred realm. Link, don't be alarmed. Look at yourself. We see Navi. Oh, it scrolls down to a hot Link. I wouldn't have described him as a hot Link. I would have described more like adult Link. He's seven years older. Look, Link, you're big now. You've grown up, says Navi. The Master Sword is a sacred blade which evil ones may never touch. Only one worthy of the title, Hero of Time, can pull it from the pedestal of time. However, you were too young to be the Hero of Time. Therefore, your spirit was sealed here for seven years. And now that you are old enough, the time has come for you to awaken as the Hero of Time. Well, do you understand your destiny? Yes. But remember, though you opened the door of time in the name of peace, Ganondorf, the Gerudu King of Thieves, used it to enter this forbidden sacred realm. He obtained the Triforce from the Temple of Light, and with its power, he became the King of Evil. His evil power radiated from the temples of Hyrule, and in seven short years, it transformed Hyrule into a world of monsters. My power now has only little influence, even in this sacred realm. Namely, this Chamber of Sages. But there is still hope. The power of the sages remains. When the power of all the sages is awakened, the sages' seals will contain all the evil power in the void of the realm. I, Raru, am one of the sages, and... Your power to fight together with the sages makes you the Hero of Time. The Hero of Time, chosen by the Master Sword. Keep my spirit with you, and find the power of the other sages, and add their might to your own. And then Robert raises his hands up in the air, and a golden, well, a yellow medallion comes out of the air, and Link gets, gets one of the medallions. You receive the Light Medallion. Robert the Sage adds his power to yours. Now, here's the thing. These medallions. And then it says, find the other sages and save Hyrule. These medallions don't do anything for you, like, inside the game. Like, it says they're adding their power to yours, but you don't get powers. I just think it's kind of... I think they could have done it differently. Mm-hmm. I think they could have given you perks. 
All right, so we warped back to the Temple of Time where the pedestal is. The sword's gone because it's on our back now. And Navi says, Link, we're back at the Temple of Time. But seven years have... Oh, have seven years really passed? It looks like you won't be able to use some of the weapons you found as a kid anymore. Let's get out of here. So we turn to leave. But we're still in a cutscene. A blonde lady appears. She's dressed as a ninja. Link knows she's there without turning around and draws a sword and turns to look. I've been waiting for you, hero of time. When evil rules all, an awakening voice from the sacred realm will call those destined to be sages who dwell in the five temples. One in a deep forest. One on a high mountain. One under a vast lake. One within the house of the dead. One inside a goddess of the sand. Together with the hero of time, the awakened ones will bind the evil and return the light of peace to the world. This is the legend of the temples passed down by my people, the Sheikah. I am Sheik, survivor of the Sheikahs. As I see you standing there holding the mythical Master Sword, you really do look like the legendary hero of time. If you believe the legend, you have no choice. You must look for the five temples and awaken the five sages. One sage is waiting for the time of awakening in the forest temple. The sage is a girl, I'm sure you know. Because of the evil power in the temple, she cannot hear the awakening call from the sacred realm. Unfortunately, equipped as you currently are, you cannot even enter the temple. But, if you believe what I am saying, you should head to Kakariko Village. Do you understand, Link? This time we don't even get a yes or no prompt. It's just, we're assuming that you understand. I have a plan of where to go. Is it to Kakariko Village? Well, that I is. I hope the plan is to go to Concord. That is the first place. Okay. So. So uh, immediately we can note now that we have control of the character, our sword is the master sword, and we have our content sensitive our content sensitive button. But the Deku nuts and uh, the bombs and the Ocarina of Time have been equipped. All of the other child items that we had set have been removed. We cannot use them. Also, uh, Castletown is ruined and horrible and full of undead monsters. Um, Hyrule Field has kind of a gray sky. That was not. Sometimes you can just go forward. Alright, fine. Don't go forward. Back to 21. It's not my fault that it's faster. Well. I didn't make So Kakariko Village, it's not totally ruined. We can see there's still the windmill. And some of the people that used to be in Market Square are here in Kakariko. So it's good that at least a few people survived. Hmm, the windmill. Let's go check in the windmill. I wonder if there's anything important there. It's actually not called the windmill. It's called the question mark when it like shows the name of the area on screen. 
You pull out the ocarina, the man says, What? You've got an ocarina? What the heck? And that reminds me of that time, seven years ago. Back then, a mean kid came here and played a strange song. It messed up this windmill. I'll never forget this song. A down, up, A down, up. He is known in Majora's Mask looks truly demented here. His you eyes, learned the Song of Storms! His eyes have lost their pupils. Now, one thing to note about when it said you've learned the Song of Storms, it turned the Song of Storms kind of a lavender color, which was also the text of color, uh, the color text that it used for the House of the Dead temple when it was giving us that list of temples earlier. So... We know that the Song of Storms could be associated. Normally, it just uses red or blue text. So if it's using an extra weird color text, it could be I think as an adult, it often um, uses the associated color for one of the five uh, temples. Good. So if we go to the graveyard and pull back a grave, um, we get another question mark zone, and we see the ghost of Dompe. Hey, hey, young man, are you fast on your feet? I may not look like it, but I'm confident in my speed. Let's have a race. Follow me if you dare. I gotta then... say, I, I I really loved this race as a kid. Um, because I was just, like, always convinced I could get, like, one second better on my time. And then when I watched Speedrunners go, I'm like, I was such an idiot. I was, like, so far off from being actually good at it. But, it so, was alluring to go fast. It is alluring. Um, basically, the way this race works is that uh, Dompe the Ghost... I'm doing so poorly. Um, ...constantly floats away from you, and he occasionally tosses flame bits on the ground. So you have to run after him, avoid the flame bits, uh, stay close enough... Because occasionally there's spots where there's like a left and right turn, and you have to take the right direction. So you have to stay close enough that you can see uh, the correct direction to go. Um, and also there's three doors. Uh, the doors will close a few seconds after if you don't stay close enough behind. Um, but if you keep up with him... The time of this race was one something something. One minute, nine seconds, real bad. You were bad. very quick to be able to keep up. As a reward, I'm going to give you my treasure. It's called the hook shot. Its spring-loaded chain will pull you to any spot where its hook sticks. Doesn't that sound cool? I'm sure it will help you. I live here now, so come back again anytime. I'll give you something cool. One more thing. Be careful on your way back. <laughs> So, like, there is a heart piece here, but I don't really want to rerun the race. Mm -hmm. So I shan't. If you do the race a second time, you can get a heart piece um, for winning the second time. I think it's a, a tighter time limit to get the heart piece. Yeah. And actually, I don't I don't think you can ever win. I think it's just you keep up, but he'll always stay ahead of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't, like, beat him. The idea is to just beat your own time. Okay, so... Um, out of a big chest, we got the hook shot. Then we go into a room where the door closes behind us, and there's Temple of Time blocks. So, the puzzle that this is teaching you is that if you play the Temple of Time, 
song, then it will transmit the blocks. You mean the song of time. The song of time. It will transmit the blocks between the past and the future. Um, so we send these blocks to the past, and then we can get up the stairs. Although, maybe it's sending them farther in the future? I don't know. But if we just sent them to the past, they'd still be here in the present. Uh, so, I mean, obviously it must be... It's sending them somewhere away. Well, the other thing is you can play the song once more to have them come back. Okay. So, the stairs put us back in the windmill, actually, and mm -hmm. an upper level, and then that allows us to jump for a heart piece. Yeah, the, the grave escapes, right? Yeah. Um, so now we're back in Kakariko Village. Um, the building that was being worked on before is actually complete. Uh, we talked to Anju, and she says, I bred a new type of miniature cuckoo. I call it the pocket cuckoo. I don't get goosebumps from this baby. Cuckoos are very good at getting lazy late risers out of bed. Haven't you heard of them before? It makes them very happy to crow. Cuckoo! Especially when it wakes up a very lazy person. However, my cuckoo is not entirely happy right now. You... You look like you're good at handling cuckoos. Here, take this egg after the cuckoo hatches, bring it back to me after a while, and I'll check out its mood. What do you think? Will you try? So we get a pocket egg, which is going to grow into a pocket cuckoo. Yeah. And, um... This is part of... It became a thing for a while for the Zelda games to have, like, a really long trade sequence fetch quest thing. That's because of uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. Well, oh. I don't remember the details of this trade sequence in this game, but I, I know that I know that the cuckoo egg is the first step. Yeah, I'll deal with it later. I'm just gonna let the day of it pass naturally instead of playing the song, because uh, you know we'll be running places. So, the, you would play the Sun Song to advance by 12 hours, is that...? Yes, the Sun Song can be played to move to the night or the daytime. But when you're in a town, it just automatically moves to the next, like, time. Uh, it doesn't cycle forward at a fast rate. And if you're in the field, it cycles forward at a really fast rate. Okay. So, um, we're on Death Mountain Trail, and in a little side pocket in the trail, there's a gold sculptula now that we're seven years later. Uh, even though it's during the daytime, I think it's daytime. So that's cool. Oh, it's just a leaf. Let's see where it goes. So we're gonna check this magic carpet leaf that we were hoping would be a cool... Oh wait, does it go even higher up? Uh, well maybe. Okay. I think it just goes around this way. So... Oh, I think this... It's not a super cool shortcut. Oh, I think that's a pretty good shortcut. Like, for when I'm racing against uh, time to get up to the top of the mountain. Oh, okay. That looks not that big a deal, but if you say so. I think it's cool. Because it takes another... you, you have to run all the way around. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Here. 
So we blasted open another little mini cave, and there was a chest that had um, 50 rupees in it. Rather, it had one purple rupee, which is worth 50 green rupees, I should say. But, um, there's also... Oh, wait. The bombs I out. Forgot that you, can, it's, um... you can bomb the circle of stones outside Goron City and get a lot of hearts. Is it the Song of Storms that opens the hole? Oh, okay. I knew there was a way to open a hole here. There had to be. Oh, shit. That's a huge rupee. It's like yellowish and it gives you 200 hearts. Well, then I, I wasted the uh, 50 rupee chest, but that's okay. It's good to be full on rupees again. It's very good to be full on rupees. Alright, so in Goron City, we're gonna get a free Goron tunic by throwing a bomb at a Goron. Although it is very annoying to to me to get this. Uh, oh my god, are you gonna get him with that bomb bar? I only have three bombs, so I kinda have to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, trying to get this uh okay. Oh, Actually, I can probably open this shop, buy bombs, and then I'd have my own stack of bombs. Oh, Lord. oh good. Oh wait, this isn't the bomb shop. I think this is the, the brother the who gives you the crappy third sword. Yeah. So so there's um a broken wall, and behind the broken wall, there's another broken wall, and then you go down a hallway, which leads to another uh or a cracked wall, I should say. Two cracked walls. There's like a specific type of wall in this game that you've been trained from an early point in getting bombs. Yeah. It means that you're supposed to use a bomb to destroy it. It's a very clear visual, I'd say. Yeah. Well, so in the early games, uh, they had that... There was the, the crack effect was lighter, but then you could hit a sword versus a wall and it would make a special sound effect. Actually, hey, can you check if it makes a different sound effect than normal? Uh, yes, it does. In okay. this game. Cool. So there's two bomb flowers at a time here, and we're kind of alternating between trying to get them. Oh, screw you. I thought he'd turn around earlier. I yeah. don't like this Goron first of his name. Yeah, Goron first of his name. Link first of his name, I believe. Um, or actually, he, he... So No, I mean, yeah, the whole story is he tells you that he was named after you. And so whatever your name is, that's his name. So if you're my dude, he's also my dude. So here's the question. Um, since he's named after you, but he's not in your uh, dynasty, is he still a first of his name? or is he? No, I was... I was uh, well, well, I, yeah. I guess he would still be first of his name then in Dynasty's terms of, like, which leader of the Gorons was he? Yeah, I mean... Oh, oh, oh! Dang it, dang it. I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm not a Dynasty expert. Actually, Crusader Kings 3 came out, and I never, I never played it. I played a lot of Crusader Kings 2. Something in the 300 hours. Hey! How could you do this to me? You're Ganondorf's servant! 
Hear my name and tremble. I am Link, hero of the Gorons. And he is a little Goron. What? He's yeah, he's like he's like fifty percent the size of a normal one. Your name is also Link. Then you must be the legendary Dodongo Buster and hero, Link. My dad is Darunia. Do you remember him? Dad named me Link after you because you're so brave. It's a cool name. I really like it. Link, you're a hero to us Gorons. I'm glad we met you. Please give us your give me your autograph. Sign it to my friend Link of the Gorons. <laughs> oh. I guess it's not a good time to ask you for this. Please help everyone. My dad Darunia went to the fire temple. A dragon is inside. If we don't hurry up, even my dad will be eaten by the dragon. You'd better try and calm him down if you can. Maybe he will calm down if you talk to him. What do you want to ask him? You can ask about the dragon or about the Gorons. You'd better try to calm him down if you can. Maybe he'll calm down. Okay, I guess we have to ask about the dragon. Oh, so you just have to ask it in the right order. Dumb. A long time ago, there was an evil dragon named Bulvagia living in this mountain. That dragon was really scary. He ate Gorons. Using a huge hammer, the hero of the Gorons, boom, destroyed it just like that. This is a myth from long ago, but it's true. I know, because my dad is a descendant of the hero. Boo, boo. You better try to calm him down if you can. Maybe he'll come down if you talk to him. What do you want to ask him? About the Gorons. Everybody was taken to the fire temple. While my dad was out, Ganondorf's followers came and took them all away. All of them will be eaten by Volvagia. Dad said that Ganondorf has revived Volvagia as a warning to those who might oppose him. Ganondorf is going to feed them all to Volvagia. Dad went to the fire temple all by himself to try to save everyone. Please help, Link. I'll give you this heat-resistant tunic. You got the Goron tunic. It's a heat-resistant tunic, adult size, so it won't fit a kid. Going to a hot place? No way! And then a bunch of the doors open up, like the one to the normal store and the one to Darunia's throne room. Oops. Dad told me not to let anybody follow him to the temple, but only you, Link, can save everyone. I'm sure that the shop owner, who's hiding somewhere right now, will also help you. Now, I'll tell you about the secret passage to the fire temple. Try to move the statue inside Dad's room. Okay. Oh, wait, I have the hookshot, so I can get the sculpture in the center. Okay. Uh, so above the, we've mentioned before that the Gorn City, the Goron City is sort of amphitheater-like. Above the center, there is a platform suspended from three different ropes in like a sort of reverse triangle design. Um, and as a, as a child, or even as an adult, you could walk out onto the ropes and like, there's like a weird message or something, I forget. But, um, as an adult, there's also a Skulltula um, on the little platform. There's generally more Skulltulas as adult Link, just because I guess Ganondorf's evil lets them come out more or something. Plus it's cooler to be adult Link. It's just cooler to be adult Link? It's just the game is better when you're the adult. 
Yeah. I mean, there are people who like the child mode more, but like... They're wrong? No, it's not that, it's just like... I only know one or two people who have that opinion. Okay. So it's just a, it's just a rare take, it's not necessarily a hot or cold take. I, I guess it's fine if you want to play the, the child character, but the adult character has more, like, abilities. Alright, so we're up at Death Mountain Crater. Um, the bridge is out, but we can use our hook shot to get across. Sheik appears in a cutscene! It is something that grows over time. A true friendship. A feeling in the heart that becomes even stronger over time. The passion of friendship will soon blossom into a righteous power, and through it, you will know which way to go. This song is dedicated to the power of the heart. Listen to the bolero fire. Now this scene becomes extra funny because um, down A, down A, uh, right down, right down. Because like, we did it out of order, so we have no context of why Sheik is suddenly teaching us this. Because we get more information about this at the Forest Temple. Sheik isn't just going to change her spiel because you went to the wrong temple order. You have learned the Bolero Fire! Link, I'll see you again. And then a fire burns yeah. between us, and then Sheik yeah. is able to back away. And then Dekunat. Yeah, Dekunat teleport away. Just like Impa. A little closer, pal. Um. Well, actually, I'm just gonna leave. Oh man, we came all this way for the song. Okay. And then we can go back. But see, what you're not thinking about. What am I not thinking about? Where am I going next? Uh. Koki Okay. I was gonna say, like, you were gonna get the other songs. Yeah. I will, because I was thinking you'd go to the Jabba Jabba. Oh, I mean, I could, I could get that song. Uh, I could go through the, um... Yeah, I might as well do Ice Cavern. That could be a good thing to do on this first, uh... Do we need the bow episode. to do Ice Cavern? We'll figure that out when we get there. We'll find that out. Okay. I mean, I like that optimism. Which tunnel was it again? Uh. Flip. Here we go. I knew I'd find it. All right. So we're gonna use the Goron City to Lost Woods. Is it left? Uh, I think it's. Um, across from Gorn is the back way back to the woods. I think this is the way back to the normal woods. Yeah, but that doesn't... And then it's left or right? Uh, I think it's right. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Oh, we see Mito. He's blocking our way towards farther into the Lost Woods. But we're going to go through the uh, Zora's River Warp. And go over to Zora's river. 
sort of snowing everywhere. I wonder if they're affected by some sort of horrible cold problem. Even though we did it seven years ago, I guess that the passcode doesn't hold forever, and we had to play the royal tune to open up the waterfall gate again. The passcode doesn't even last like a whole minute. The waterfall closes back up after you play it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it was funny to me when you said that. So, uh... <clears throat> Zora's domain is all those completely frozen solid. Uh, do we need an empty bottle? We're gonna need multiple empty bottles. Oh, I'm probably just gonna empty out all the bottles. Oh, for the ice cavern bit. Because you don't teach, you don't learn the song until after Ice Cavern, not before. Okay, I remember now. I remember now. All right, for mysterious reasons that will uh, never be disclosed, we're going to empty all of Link's bottles. We just need a bunch of room for one of those classic puzzles where you carry around puzzle items in bottles. So you weigh the utility of keeping the bottle with a healing item or just carrying around a lot of the puzzle item. Yeah. I always like alternate colored fire. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Either, like, in this game, there is uh, the red fire that you get um, inside the, the ice cavern. I got distracted by the Octorok. Is it just too I think high? you can get on. I think I can also like damage boost on this stuff. So I'm gonna do it. I don't. You probably should just go back to that. Um... Red fire. Oh, cool! You can climb onto this one pretty easy. Nice. Yeah, in inside the uh, Jabu Jabu's lake, there's a whole bunch of icebergs. Jaboon has fled. Yeah, Jaboon has fled. There's a whole bunch of little iceberg bits, and some of them you can get onto if you get an, if you end up in the water. Some of oh, them boy. you cannot get onto if you've been knocked into the water. There's also Octorox. I feel like you can get on most of the swirling ones, and you kind of can't get on the uh, ones it, that are is stationary. It, is it just the heart piece one? Well, it's also this one, and what I realized is it's the ones that will tip into the water, okay. and then you can't get on them, because when you try and pull down on them, they tip into the water, but okay. the ones that are spinning don't tip down into the water. Okay. And we see our first instance of uh, red ice, other than the one surrounding the king, which we totally neglected to mention. Um, alternate colored fires, that's what I was talking about. Um, here you can get blue fire, which defeats red ice. Um, I know there's some 
there's like some purple and green fires located in this game. They're, they're not items that you get, but they're just like certain torches are funny colors. Um, like in StarCraft 2, the the Hellion Jeep thingies can get blue fire as an upgrade instead of a normal red fire. Anytime there's alternate fire colors, I just think it's pretty nice. Um, in this room, there's a giant swirling ice blade. Um, but it like barely damages you, so it you get hit by it a lot. Really damage you. No, it's just sort of to keep you on your toes a little bit. And I mean, if you were really like HP starved for some reason, it might be like dangerous. Well, I think it's doing the classic one quarter heart, right? Because you've been oh, yeah. it twice. Yeah. I mean, I'm healthier than when I walked into this room, <laughs> and I've been hit a bunch. <laughs> yeah, um, I really love every time there's a thing that does one quarter heart, that's, that's the quality. Yeah, cause like, I think I got hit several, several times and I'm at full health again. <laughs> um, did we describe the ice monster? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of those roving traps here too, the, uh, the, the spikes. roving blade traps, yeah. Um, but there's these really, they're these great monsters. I don't, hmm. They're, they're like ice sculptures. Yeah, they're like ice sculptures that have a frost breath attack that will freeze you solid if you get hit by it. Um, and then unlike almost every monster in the game, as they take damage, they actually warp their appearance. Um, so at no damage, they look kind of like maybe a gargoyle and then at a little damage part of them breaks off and then you hit them again and they break off more and then they finally disappear um but i think are they the only enemy that morphs as you fight them in this game mm, when you damage an iron knuckle it has multiple phases oh yeah yeah the iron knuckle breaks off its armor uh we'll see the iron knuckles in a dungeon or two from here but I'm trying to think if any other uh, enemies, like, have states other than just alive and dead. Um, well, so, the red flame bats, if they hit you, their red flame goes off for a little bit, and then it restores itself after a moment. Um, but, like, the fire sort of transfers to you, and then you... Um, so we, we picked up in our bottles. I think they restore it by touching a torch. Oh, I thought it just came back after a little bit. We picked up blue fire in each of our three bottles. That was the that's the puzzle key that we're here to collect. We use part of the blue fire to well one of the things you use it for is to, to melt red ice uh, that's blocking doors. You can melt other types of red ice. Um, particularly, we don't use it just in this dungeon. We're actually have to, gonna take um, some of it outside the dungeon so that we can talk to um, King Zora because he's encased in red ice. And we didn't have any, any idea how to solve that at the time, theoretically. Um, but now we know the answer is bring some of this great red fire. Um, we've come to a wonderful room. This is sort of like 
the room of the ice cavern. Um, there are some sliding blocks, so the whole room floor is made of ice. And then there's ice blocks that can slide on top of the ice that Link can push around. And then there's a bunch of pillars, and on top of the pillars there are silver rupees, and you collect the silver rupees to... You have to get five silver rupees to open up the door. So, all the fun of an ice block shoving puzzle and a five rupee collect in a single room. Uh, this might be the best room in the whole game. It's pretty cool, but it, I don't know if I'd go that far. Alright. Well, write in if you have opinions about what the best room in the whole game is. Um, also, at the edge of the, um, the... In the corners of the floor, there are pits, and if you... Uh, push the ice block into the pit. You can reset the ice block's position that way. Um, one of the ice, one of the silver rupees, is encased in blue fire. So this is we've had these two blue fires so far. We have three bottles. We got one blue fire left. Um, but I think we're going to have to use another blue fire before the end of this uh, dungeon sequence. If uh, I probably. Um, thankfully, in the slidey block puzzle room, one of the ledges you can get up to is a second source of blue fire to refill all your bottles with. Because, I mean, sometimes Nintendo gives you an annoying puzzle, but they're not absolutely cruel. In this room, if you are to slide off of the edge into the pits that you can use to recycle the block, you, um and sometimes it changes the camera angle after a mini cutscene, you are reset to zero of the five rupees. Oh, now that's interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So everything I just said about how Nintendo's cruel but not completely cruel, I take it all back. Nintendo is completely cruel and just, just the worst. Now, I see some red rupees floating up in the air. Is that a, um... Nabby's also floating green as if we're supposed I to know. focus. This is a, I think, to do. do we do we play the Song of Time? To it's summon a time the Song block? of Time! Alright, we're going to summon a time. Are we going to summon a time? I mean, it's just red rupees, but... I am full on rupees. Alright, we got 200 rupees. We have no need for more. I mean, it would be cool if we didn't have full rupees, and I probably would have done it. I, I almost did it, even with full rupees. But... Almost. Moving along. Moving along. We have uh, obtained additional blue fire from the blue fire source to fill all of our bottles oh, with. Did we mess up that block? I messed up that block already, I think. Oh my gosh. Actually, well... Pushing it that way doesn't Oh, yeah. 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 So, block reset. Block reset. Oh, that wasn't even the reset position. I know we got for sure. Oh, there. that's rough. So I think I think we go straight over, right? Uh, to the left. To the left. And then is it? Where does it go from there? We're trying to get it here, so we. Oh, need I it. thought I thought we were going to the other side of the room. Never mind then. No. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, I thought this was the exit point. Let's see. Oh boy, that's not the. We don't have the compass, and we don't have the map, so 
So we it's started easy here. to get lost. Yeah, well, I, we do need to go left. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. So, um... So I think if we push it left first, then it'll pillar against that, and then stop against that second one. Yeah. Now, um... Brief musical shout-out, uh, Koji Kondo, who did the music for this Zelda game, does the music for most of the Zelda games, except perhaps, like, I think they didn't work on Breath of the Wild. Also not Link's Awakening, or Link's Awakening, and that has one of the best... Oh, did they not do Link's Awakening? I don't think so. I think it was that, like, um, I think it's a team of three composers did it. Oh. And I don't think he's one of the names. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look into that for a moment. But, but at this moment, I want to talk about how great this Ice Cavern music is. I mean, it's it's impressive that you can do a thing that's just a bunch of chimes in, like, a 30-second loop and not get it completely annoying. So, so hats off to you, Koji. Uh, also, let's check out that. It intersperses on and off with the battle music in a really good way. And then I go through the crazy door in the coolest looking battlefield. Yeah, so this battlefield um, has like a grid of stars, uh, there's like a whole bunch of big stars and little stars. And the big stars are in a grid, only there's like three successive layers, so that as the camera moves, the stars parallax with each other, and it just has a very, very nice effect. The iron boots, so heavy you can't run, so heavy you can't float. But, who's that? Oh no, Sheik has appeared in a locked room, somehow. We meet again, Link. If you came here to meet the Zoras, you wasted your time. This is all there is. With one exception, the Zoras are now sealed under this thick ice sheet. I managed to rescue the Zora princess from under the ice, but she left to head for the water temple. This ice is created by an evil curse. The monster in the water temple is the source of the curse. Unless you shut off the source, this ice will never melt. If you have courage enough to confront the danger and save the Zoras, I will teach you the melody that leads you to the temple. Time passes, people move. Like a river's flow, it never ends. A childish mind will turn to noble ambition. Young love will become deep affection. The clear water's surface reflects growth. Now listen to the serenade of water to reflect upon yourself. A down, right, right, left. And then it starts doing a sweet cutscene, panning around this insane Yeah, the parallax is off the charts. Link, I'll see you again. 
Yeah, so Koji Kondo did not work on Breath of the Wild or Link's Awakening. Let's go double check on Link's Awakening. I remember two of the three composers right, were do, women. Do we want to... And somebody wrote that Tall Tall Heights theme and they were a genius. Yeah, I mean... Um... Let's see. Well, so there's three names here, as you said. Only one of them appears to have their own entry. Um, the other two are listed, but they're not hyperlinks. So the composers are Kazumi Totaka, Minako Hamano, and Kozui, uh, Kozue Ishikawa. Ishikawa. Kozue Ishikawa. Um, unfortunately, the only one that we can click on to learn more is Kazumi Totaka, so maybe they had a bigger career than the other two. Um, oh, this is, this is a guy. Oh, he does the voice of Yoshi! Huh. He's, he's a composer and sound director known for his various compositions, compositions in many Nintendo games. He occasionally does voice acting as well, including Yoshi's. I have walked at the bottom of the lake to collect a piece of heart. And I got a full heart container. Let's see. But I have a limited amount of time that I can breathe underwater, holding my breath. Yeah, we're gonna solve this uh, holding your breath issue soon enough. Although I'm not sure if I'm swimming up fast enough, but I'll make it. You are. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think you have to go more forward than turn to get it to go up. Um. So. The guy that does the voice of Yoshi, who worked with two other people to create the Link's Awakening soundtrack, also worked on, among other things, Luigi's Mansion. Great soundtrack. Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. uh, Pikmin 2. Animal Crossing Wild World. Um, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, other Yoshi games. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, so he works on the Yoshi series, the Luigi's Mansion series, and the Animal Crossing Oh, I've come back to life. Was it you who saved me? Oh, we Don't saved the... Don't be nervous. It looks like you have a hard time breathing underwater. As an expression of my gratitude, I grant you this tunic. With this, you won't choke underwater. And I got the Zora tunic. It won't fit a kid. Yeah, they uh, they want to make the point that a child cannot wear uh, these cool outfits. Rather than making the point that you got them in the future, not the past. Yeah, they could have just been like, oh, things you get as an adult don't count in child mode because you don't have them. But... Does the Zora's domain ever actually melt if you defeat the temple? No. Okay. Well... I think that was unfinished content. Flip you, Shigeru Miyamoto. Well, the development cycle took forever. Look at this hallway. Yeah, that's a little awkward. That's... There's a hallway that, like, 
There's a vanishing point, but the vanishing point is too far away for the amount of depth that... It, it's only from some camera angles, but it does look really bad. <laughs> yeah, the vanishing point, like, collects all the way at the, where the horizon would be, but uh, we know that the little rock pillar that the shop is within is, like, 20 feet thick, not the entire horizon. Anyway, now that we have the Zora's tunic and the serenade of water, um, hmm, with not enough time to do an entire dungeon left, perhaps, uh, oh, is there? Oh, hey, because we're outside in Zora's river, uh, sunrise came and then the egg hatched. Yeah. I'm gonna get the last warp point, the one in the Lost Woods, and then... What I'm... are you? Though you wear Kokiri-ish clothing, you can't fool me. I promise, Saria, I would never let anybody go through here. Um... This is Mido, who we met before. I gotta play Saria's song to prove that we've known Saria. A lot of this stuff is like, I know it, but I don't remember until I'm right here. That melody? Saria plays that song all the time. You, do you know Saria? That song. Saria taught that song only to her friends. Okay, I trust you. When I see you, I don't know why, but I remember him. I'm gonna point out that he says that Saria only taught her best friends this. But yet, it plays endlessly on loop. It's, play it's playing endlessly in this forest, so anybody could really learn it. Here's the deal, though. Um, it is a really interesting story point that he he kind of remembers knowing like child Link, but he doesn't recognize that you're adult Link because he doesn't really recognize the concept of growing up and changing over time because he's an ageless forest creature. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's... I just think it's interesting. Well, he thinks that Link is a Kokiri. Well, I thought that he knew that Link wasn't a Kokiri. No, I think that all the Kokiri think that Link was a Kokiri. Oh, but Saria... And that when he left the forest, he died. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like, I don't think Kokiri well, can leave the forest. Well, they, they can't really leave the forest, at least not in this game. But they... Like, Saria knows that Link is different and would have to leave the forest one day. And everyone knows that you're the boy without a fairy. So I thought that they, like, knew that you were somehow... So, uh, in the forest maze, there, instead of having the Deku creatures, which are fun, there are these really terrible hobgoblins, which... These are moblins. Moblins. Um, this this look, game's version. They look kind of bad, first of all. I think it's because there were moblins in the Mysterious Forest. I, like, actually think that that's... Why they chose to... In, um, Zelda 1, you mean? No, in, um, Link's Awakening, which is the one that comes right before this. This is Zelda 4, and this is Zelda 5. Oh, oh, in that. Okay. Well... 
regardless of the reason, they don't look particularly good in this. Yeah, they um, look really bad. And they... That's the reason they didn't put these in Majora's Mask. Yeah. So, so... They're stalking the halls of the maze, and you have to, like, look around, peek around corners, and then fight them by either using the hookshot or whatever um, from just around the corner. Because if they see you, they make that shout sound that you actually heard earlier, and then they, like, charge with their spear, and when they're doing their spear charge, they're, like, actually holding them, and you can't just sword them. The big moblin, um... Yeah, at the actually end, looks a lot better, I think. Yeah, I don't know why he looks so much better, but anyway, he's he's like three times the height of Link. Like this dude can go on a date with a great fairy, and he has a club which he smashes repeatedly. And the club is pretty cool. If you get hit by the club, it throws you back like twenty feet. Maybe they made the one, and then they were like, "Well, we have the model already," and they scaled him down to two thirds size and made him the other one. I he think looks, they have slightly different armor. He looks much better as the large size. Oh, I thought they had slightly different armor. Maybe. So, so we get to the, the meadow here, and Link looks at the empty stump where Saria used to sit and play her ocarina, and Sheik appears. The flow of time is always cruel. Its speed seems different for each person, but no one can change it. A thing that doesn't change with time is a memory of younger days. That's a lie. In order to come back here again, play the Minuet of Forest. Okay, so what yeah, I this game earlier... teaches you a lot of a lot of things that are just not true. A up, left, right, left, right. Um, the thing that I said earlier about how Sheik would explain more context for these weird magic warp songs if we had gone to the Forest Temple first, I was completely filling your head with lies. There is, it's just. Sheik shows up, teaches you a warp melody with no particular explanation of how, of what these warp melodies are all about, or like how Sheik knows these warps or anything. It feels a little bit light on the story. Yeah, that's why I was always like blown away when people were like, the story of Ocarina of Time, because it's like, Link, I'll see you again. Story. Deku not throw, Sheik disappears. So yeah, that entire scene was mechanically important and also completely absolute shit for a story. Um, really weird dialogue. Like, yeah, I don't. Memories don't distort with time. Like that's the opposite of true. I don't. I don't know what sort of like. If it was supposed to be super poetic in Japanese... Maybe it was, like, a really well-written thing, and then it just... When you say the same thing in English, it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, I mean, the translator could have just not been a good poet. They should have sent a poet. But, um... Actually, this is a context where they should have sent a poet is actually literally the case. So that's fun. Um... I'd like to note that we're getting close to time. I'm wondering if you're doing anything in particular with, the, with these last minute or twos. Oh, I am. Okay. Oh. The last minute or twos. The last minute or twos. So we've gone out to Hyrule Field. Um, creepily, 
it was just barely sunrise when we left Hyrule Field. So we entered Hyrule Field with no music at all. And then like we got into Hyrule Field and it was just completely dead air. Um, I I was like legitimately completely creeped out for a second by this game in a way that this game has never creeped me out before. Just because of that just, weird timing on the lack of music? Just because of that weird timing and the lack of music. Yeah, I mean, it looks like full daytime uh, at that moment, and so it was full day. I thought, because for a, a moment, I thought that as an adult, you would get no music on Hyrule Field, and it would just no, be this sort of be empty funny, void though. thing. I was so, like, like bizarro, mirror-realmed. Um... So, so I'm not sure what is it that we're doing. Oh, yes, we're using the chicken. We're using the chicken. Um, is the chicken inside the village? The chicken target. Oh, hey! What in tarnation? Can't a person get a little shut eye around here? And both Talon and Link are standing on the bed. Yeah. So, uh, we also see some of the other people that had we explored the Castletown places, we would have seen them in Castletown. Um, I think here. we can turn in the chicken. Yes. Yes. Let's turn in the chicken and then we'll call that an episode. Um, as always, this is the part where I give the Patreon spiel. If you want to see the video version, you can subscribe on Patreon. And also, many thanks to our already subscribed on Patreon people, Bill Skeleton Pod, Fertile Power, and Daniel K. Um, oh, the let's see, the Cuckoo Lady is uh, talking about her the the name of this blue cuckoo that she's giving us is Kojiro. We returned the Happy Pocket Chicken, and now we have Kojiro. Which, uh, well, we'll find out what we do with Kojiro later next time. Alright. See ya!